Thanks for tuning in to Season 1, Episode 6 of the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. Today's episode is suitable for anyone, whether you are new to intermittent fasting, a seasoned intermittent faster, or honestly, if you have no interest in intermittent fasting at all. Because the focus of today's episode is really on the intuitive eating side of things and how to utilize a tool called the hunger scale to become a bit more intuitive with your eating. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I look forward to hearing your feedback. You're listening to the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. Whether this is your first time joining me or your hundredth, thank you for being here and being a part of this important conversation. In June 2018, I was tired of being asked by the intuitive eating groups to take my conversations about intermittent fasting elsewhere. At the same time, the conversation in the intermittent fasting community wasn't addressing the emotional and spiritual needs of my IF lifestyle. Before I knew it, the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group was up and running, and I started this podcast. I am super excited to bring you the personal stories of folks who are combining intuitive eating and intermittent fasting successfully and really creating lives that bring them joy and meaning. So one of the things that is most helpful for new podcasters uh, is for folks to subscribe and then to write reviews. Uh, last time I recorded, I shared with you a review from uh, Lady Di um, that she made in the Apple Podcast app. I don't have any new reviews to share, so definitely uh, if you are willing to do so, please leave me a review and then send me a message and let me know that you did so so that I can share it on air. The thing I want to share with you today, though, is um, a bit of thanks to the folks in the Content Creators Facebook group. And specifically, I'd like to share um, my thanks to Larry, Ed, Brendan, Christian, and Kim. So I haven't recorded an episode for the past two weeks, and I have more ideas in my head about what I would like to record than I know what to do with. And um, I shared in the content creators group that I was feeling a bit stuck and those folks shared with me their insights and suggestions and made it possible for me to outline um, my next episode which I'll record today Um, and I just want to say thank you to those folks for for giving me some ideas and then also assure anyone that's listening that I am going to be recording for a while I do have a lot of ideas And I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing them with you. So, uh, you know, definitely subscribe if you haven't already and be on the lookout for more good things to come in the future. Hey y'all, it's Andrea here. And I am looking forward to sharing with you today the seven-step process to start eating more intuitively. And this is something that I've developed in the past couple of months as a way to unlearn some of the diet mentality, which is just so pervasive. Um, When I was in the midst of my dieting, I 
was definitely someone who thought that I could not possibly eat intuitively. I never could actually tell when I was full and I would have said that I couldn't actually tell when I was hungry either. So um, I assure you as someone who is working through this that it can be done even if you um, think that it's not something that you can pull off. So um, you got to start somewhere. Like this is not something that is just going to happen overnight. Um, you know, for most of us, for many of us, we've been dieting for years. I think I figured out that my first official diet probably came in 2001. So, you know, 17 years later, um, I'm finally learning how to do it. So you, you got to practice. So you, you can use this seven-step guide to start transitioning from the diet mentality to eating a bit more intuitively. We're going to use the hunger scale, and there's a whole bunch of different versions of the hunger scale. Um, if you do a Google search for hunger scale, you'll, you'll certainly find a few to choose from. The one that I've been using since I started this journey is one by Tracy Brown, and in the future, within the next month or so, I'm going to have uh, an episode that I do with her where she talks about the hunger scale and um, helps us interpret it a little bit more. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you how I'm using it. And I'm going to talk you through how to use the hunger scale to assess your hunger and your fullness and then make decisions around your eating a bit more. So the first step is to notice that you think you're hungry. And I say that you think you're hungry because when you get started, you may not actually know if you're hungry and that's okay. At least um, that's I would say it's okay. And I should preface this, like I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm not medically trained. I am just a person who is trying to break out of the diet cycle. And um, so definitely talk to your doctor if you have any concerns about this. Um, This is not considered medical advice. So step one again is to notice that you think you're hungry. And so some questions to think about is why? Why do you think you're hungry? Where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your body? Are you thinking about food a lot? And when you notice it, that's all you're going to do. Just notice. I think I'm hungry. So the second step then is to assess how hungry you think you are. And this is where the hunger scale comes in. So the hunger scale goes from 0 to 10, with 5 being neither hungry nor full. And the thing that I like about Tracy Brown's scale is that she gives it some time references. So if you were hungry at a level four, you would expect to be ready to eat within an hour. So for me, that's like a slight hunger. Uh, A level three would be that you would want to be eating within about 30 minutes. And then keeping down the food scale here, the hunger scale, a two would be that you're definitely hungry and it becomes harder to make decisions that are aligned with your goals. So if you're responsible for cooking dinner, a two might mean that you feel like you need to snack while you're cooking, Um, which, you know, certainly there's no issues with snacking. But if, um, again, if it's aligned with your goals, right? But if you're snacking before you're making this dinner, you might not actually be truly hungry for the dinner that you make. So when you're hungry at a level two, it makes, it becomes harder to make decisions. When you get to a level one, that's where you're not feeling well. It becomes hard to focus on anything else. And a zero is way beyond hungry. Somebody, I heard somebody once say that a zero is like hamster hungry. Apparently, when hamsters get overly hungry, they actually will eat their young. So um, 
hopefully no one's ever getting to that stage. But when I am assessing my hunger, I tend to like to be like a four or a three. So that would mean that I would expect to eat somewhere between like 30 minutes and 60 minutes. So um, one of the things that, one of the, the few positive things that came out of my last diet was the mantra that hunger is not an emergency. So hunger not being an emergency is a really good thing to be able to tell myself when I assess my hunger. Because if I'm just at a level four or a level three, I know that it's not a crisis. It's okay to be hungry, um, which I know growing up that that was not something that I was comfortable with. As soon as I would feel like the slightest twinge of hunger, I would think that I had to feed myself. So in this approach, trying to switch to a more intuitive way of eating, your job at this point is just to notice you're hungry, how hungry you are, and then, hey, hunger is not an emergency. So step three is based on your hunger level, figure out when you think you should eat. So if you say you're a hunger level four, you would eat about an hour. So set a timer for one hour and then do something else. So what I have found helpful is that I set a timer for an hour and then I would intentionally drink some water. Um, I have a tendency not to drink enough water, so using that assessment of my hunger and the time assessment is a really good way to help myself get more hydrated. And then if I have the option or the ability to, I also try to do something that I'm going to be able to be engaged in, whether it's an errand or a project at home or a project at work. Try to do something for the next hour that I know I will be fully engaged in. Because if you're anything like me, once you think you're hungry, it can be hard to think about anything else. So the goal is, you know, in the time that the timer is running, see what happens to your hunger. And then so that you're ready when the timer goes off, have something that's ready to go. Whether it's a healthy snack or maybe it's leftovers that you're reheating Regardless of what it is, you want to have an option available so that you can eat in alignment with your values if you decide at when the timer goes off that you are still hungry. So let's say you think that your um, hunger level is three, which would mean that you would be ready to eat within 30 minutes. Well, let's say 30 minutes goes by, you set your timer, the timer goes off, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I am definitely at a level two hunger. And that would be the point at which it would be harder to make decisions. So that's where having a snack that's ready to go, that's aligned with your values will come in really handy. Now, what I have found is if I say I'm a level four, ready to eat in an hour, the hour will go by, my timer will go off, and I'll actually find that my hunger is either not worse or not present. And what that signifies to me is that I'm not actually really hungry. Um, You know, the, the grumbles in the stomach are just digestion. Or it could just be that I'm so not used to feeling that emptiness that I interpret it as hunger. And this is where the hunger scale becomes really handy to help me learn a bit more about my body and really transition towards eating more intuitively. So... Step four is to reassess your hunger after the timer goes off. So again, like I was just saying, if the timer goes off and I find that I'm not actually hungry still or that my hunger hasn't increased, then I would go back to step two, which is assessing my hunger. So um, I still think I'm at a level four. I'm going to set the timer again. 
Uh, now I'm at a level three, set a timer again. So this is really a, an option to repeat and reassess um, at that time and then potentially start the, the cycle over again. And you do that until you decide, yep, I'm definitely hungry and I am ready to eat. And so that is step five. You're going to eat. And when you're eating, it's important to do it with intention and attention. It's way too easy to eat really quickly, eat mindlessly, and that can certainly result in overeating or eating things that you maybe aren't really looking forward to eating. So one of the things that's important for intuitive eating is to actually honor what you're craving. So when I bring something for lunch and I decide that it's time for me to eat, I will make my decision about what I want to be eating based upon what I brought and what looks most appealing to me. And I'll start there. Um, You want to respect that your body has needs and your body will often express those needs with a craving. Now that being said, I know that it's really easy for me to crave stuff that is not necessarily aligned with my values. So for example, if I am really craving something sweet and somebody brought in donuts at work, I could easily go to that box of donuts and have a donut. But I know that having a donut and perhaps not having anything else may result in a blood sugar crash. And when my blood sugar crashes, I don't feel well. And so for me, eating in alignment with my values would be, you know, possibly having some nuts, which are a really healthy fat option, or fruits and um, fruits and vegetables. I might, with my vegetables, I might have some um, dip or I might have some peanut butter. And so again, those are another healthy fat option, but I'm trying to eat in a way that is providing me some balance without overcomplicating it. Um, But definitely... I'm trying to ensure that everything I'm eating is going to taste good. I want to be satisfied at the end of whatever it is I'm eating because if I'm not satisfied, I'm going to be inclined to eat past fullness. And that's something that intuitive eating hopefully will help us break out of that habit. Um, Okay, so we've eaten. Then step six is we're done eating. How full are we? And this sounds so easy, but we've gotten out of the habit of thinking about these things. And so when I'm done eating, I'm going to assess how full I am. And this comes back to the hunger scale again. So remember five was neither hungry nor full. So a six on the fullness side of the scale would be that you'll be ready to eat within one and a half to two hours. So you're definitely not hungry anymore, but you're also like, it's not going to sustain you for too long. A seven on the hunger scale would be ready to eat within three or four hours. An eight on the hunger scale would be ready to eat within about five to six hours. A nine on the hunger scale would be ready to eat within seven to eight hours. So I wanna just differentiate between eight and nine. An eight on the fullness scale is not gonna be uncomfortable. And a nine on the fullness scale probably is a bit uncomfortable. So nine, you're not going to eat for seven or eight hours. That would be like having breakfast in the morning and then knowing that you're not actually going to be ready to eat until late uh, dinner time. Um, That's a pretty long time to go without food if you're used to eating three meals a day. So I would say like if you celebrate Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, it's not uncommon to get to a nine and possibly even a 10. Like a 10 on the fullness scale is like physically sick. Um, So generally speaking, we don't want to get there. (laughs) Um, But 
part of intuitive eating is recognizing that there always are going to be instances where you eat when you aren't necessarily hungry and that you don't stop when you're full. And so it really is a practice. It doesn't just it doesn't just happen overnight and it's never going to be perfect because normal eaters do have days where they don't necessarily eat in alignment with their values. So you've done step six, you've assessed when you think you're going to be ready to eat again. And this is when you go back to um, step two and figuring out based on how full you think you are, when do you think you're going to be ready to eat again? Maybe you set a timer, maybe you just look at the clock and decide when you think you're going to be eating again. And then the important thing here is to pay attention to what happens. So if you find that you feel hungry before your clock or your timer would suggest that you should feel hungry, and I don't like saying should, I, I'm one of those people that says don't should on yourself, but um, I don't have another word to use at this point. So if you find yourself hungry before you thought you would otherwise, this is a good opportunity to assess why that might be happening. So is it possible that you're not actually really really physically hungry? I know that I will sometimes confuse boredom as hunger. Like I'm bored, let me occupy my hands or I'm feeling anxious, let me do something to distract myself. So if you're feeling hungry, like you said you're going to be hungry within 4 hours and you find yourself 2 hours later feeling like, "Oh my gosh, I could totally eat something." Maybe maybe I'm not really physically hungry. Alternatively, if you're feeling hungry a couple hours after you eat, maybe something happened with your blood sugar. So that could mean that you might want to make different food choices, make something that would be a little bit more sustaining. And for for guidance on what that might look like, I would definitely encourage you to do your own research and maybe work with a nutritionist or a dietitian, because that is not my specialty. But I definitely was... um, before I started my last diet, that was something that was a problem for me. Like I would eat and I would be convinced I was hungry within one and a half and two hours. And what I think happened for me was that I think I was insulin resistant, which meant that my body was not processing the glucose that was in the food. And it was leading me to think therefore that I was hungry. Like I needed to give it more energy to burn. And insulin resistance is definitely something that you can treat. And for me, like I, I cut out all things sweet for a while as part of the last diet I did. And I definitely don't recommend that as like a long-term solution, but it, it cured me of what I believe to have been insulin resistance. And now I, I'm fully integrated back with allowing myself to have sugar and sweets in my diet. And I don't really deal with blood sugar crashes anymore, which is lovely. Um, so if you find yourself hungry just a couple hours after you eat might be worth talking to your doctor or an endocrinologist to see if there might be something hormonal going on. Um, And another option with being hungry before you were anticipating being hungry is maybe you were misjudging how full you were. And we are so, I was so out of touch with my hunger and fullness that it was really possible that that was happening for me. And that's where this practicing comes in and really figuring out what, how to interpret my body and my body's signals. So um, I hope that this has been helpful. I am going to create a flowchart and I'm going to put a link to that flowchart in the show notes. Um, so, you know, go to, head on over to the link in the show notes and get the, the free flowchart to help you map out your 
um, this process to eating a bit more intuitively and then let me know how it goes for you. I would love to hear your success or hear your challenges and this is the kind of stuff that we discuss over in the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group. So please check that out, join in the conversation and um, look forward to the interview in the future with the Uh, Tracy Brown, who again is the person who created the hunger and fullness scale that I'm enjoying using. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it to be useful. And I look forward to interacting with you on the Facebook page. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. If you would like to join in a community of like-minded fasters, uh, come on over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group and join the conversation there. I look forward to seeing you. Just answer a few questions and I'll let you in the group and you can be a part of the amazing community that I'm building. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you soon.